You're listening to Beyond the Belt, Adventures from the Outer Rim, Season 3, Episode 1, titled Alpha. Original story and music by Jason Nitsch. Enjoy the show. Finally time. If it's today and the time is right now, then it's time for another episode of Beyond the Belt, Adventures from the Outer Rim. Three squads separated within the confines of the station, and all comms presently interrupted. Alpha Squad finds themselves in an impromptu firefight with an unknown enemy. Isolated and with limited options, their fate would be determined by the decisions they make and the actions they take. heard the sounds first, then the gunfire. Then all over the station I could hear the blast doors all sealing in unison. They were shutting us in, and coming at us from all sides. Fire erupted all around me as Alpha opened up on all manner of attackers coming at us from every dark corner of this horrid place. Beta, report. Charlie, Report. All I heard was yelling and gunfire over the comms as they fought back against their assailants, just like we were. All I could do was listen as they fought, all of us sealed in with nowhere to go and nothing to do but stand our ground and shoot our way out of this. Let's go. Scout, I'm on your six. You have the lead. Well, that'll work. I could have easily taken command of the squad. It was my prerogative. But Alpha Squad had a leader, and he was doing his job well. He even selected a defensive position intended for five defenders, including me and his thinking, without missing a beat. I joined in right along in my defensive position, firing at an endless stream of space monsters. This was starting to be all too familiar, and I wasn't sure that I liked it all that much. 
These were not zombies like before. These were monsters, all right, but they were different. They looked like someone's mad science experiment gone wrong. Who intentionally creates an army of monsters? Who does that? down the hallway to our three o'clock and try to get out of this junction. We need to get these things on two sides instead of four. You take the point. Captain and Hicks, you follow. I'll bring up the rear. Questions? There weren't. Everyone was well-trained and knew their responsibilities. Execute! Without a word, the five of us began to slide to the right. Hadn't that been a classical music song they play on the audio stream sometimes? We moved with a purpose and urgency, but calmly. In a matter of moments, we were repositioned and now only had two flanks to protect. It was super temporary, but a definite improvement from our previous position. Now, we could double up on our fields of fire and... As long as we had ammo, it was much less likely that anything was breaking through our defensive lines. Alpha, assume defensive position runaway. Hicks, can you reestablish contact with Beta or Charlie? On it. Captain, do you have any comms with the Protector or Jess? One look down at my interface told me that the shipwide comms were down. We weren't reading them and they weren't hearing or seeing any of this. Negative, we're on our own. No comms, no idea where in this mess of hallways and corridors that we were, and the other squads were likely pinned down in a similar fashion somewhere in the facility. So far, this was going better than my last mission, but not much. Scout, that is a negative on comms. The systems aren't disabled. It's just like there's some kind of very intense interference in here. The um, bodies were starting to stack so high on our far side that it was starting to block the corridor. A space zombie blockade. Just what I always wanted. Scout, I've got an idea. Don't keep me in suspense then, Perry! Spit it out! You said it. Follow me. I watched as Perry turned and blew a hole into the lower panel of the wall. It was dark on the other side, but it was clearly a void on the other side. It was impossible to know what was down there. At a certain point, anywhere was better than here. At least, I didn't see anything that wanted to rip my arms off and chew a hole in my face. Alpha! Down the hole! Move it! I watched as Hicks, Perry, McAllister, and Scout disappeared into the blackness. And then I jumped in to follow them. I hope this wasn't the way into the trash compactor like in those old space movies. We'd find out soon enough. 
with Alpha Squad cut off from all communication, and now heading into the dark recesses of the station into the unknown. What would they do next? And what new terrors lurked for them, just out of sight in the darkness? I landed unceremoniously with a thud in what looked like a utility corridor that ran parallel below the main corridor we just left. Report! Clear. Clear. Clear, but there's a light down here somewhere. Looks like it's right around a bend in the passageway, maybe 200 yards away. Nothing between here and there that I can see on the scope or infrared. I turned to look past McAllister's position and could see a faint glow in the distance, out of sight, but close enough that it was still bleeding into our hallway. I spun around and glanced the other way. Nothing but darkness waited in that direction. Let's step into the light, I thought. Scout was already way ahead of me. Alpha, deploy by twos and proceed cautiously down the passageway towards the light source. Weapons are free and everything that moves should be considered hostile until further notice. Execute. We all moved slowly toward the light source. As we got closer, I could start to hear the hum of machinery. Wherever we were headed, there was activity there. The closer we got, the heavier the sounds of the equipment now just out of sight became. This was no laboratory, it sounded more like a factory of some kind. Heavy pounding, metal slamming against metal, and gears endlessly grinding. Just the way a girl wants to spend the afternoon. A few meters shy of the turn, we all instinctively stopped. Hicks, take a peek around the corner. I watched as Hicks deployed a micro-drone to take a look around the corner, and we all got our first glimpse of what was waiting for us on the other side. It was a grotesque sight straight out of the depths of hell, and the thing that nightmares were made of. To my left, Perry threw up. The rest of us stifled gags and held our involuntary nausea at bay. How to describe it? Along one wall was a conveyor belt of sorts, only there were human bodies, either dead or highly sedated, being moved along the wall. As they passed, they paused briefly for what looked like some kind of injection. Not too long after that, the bodies began to visibly shake, then spasm. Then they were violently lurching in their restraints and changing. Red splotches appeared all over. Their bodies became all contorted in incredibly unnatural ways. New growths and limbs sprang out from the most unpredictable of locations. And then the screaming started. Almost human at first. Angry. Then desperate. Then menacing. In just moments, the transformation was complete. And they were no longer anything that could be confused with human any longer. It was disturbing to watch, and we felt helpless as we observed figure after figure carried along the far wall to their... death? 
Certainly nothing that resembled life, that was for sure. At the far end, they were being lowered into this bubbling vat of blue goo. It looks like the fresh version of holding containers that Beta saw in the laboratory. As the drone got closer, you could see how heavily the bodies had been manipulated. Some were missing body parts. Some had various implants that had been added. All had grotesque deformities. They had been human once, but they were something altogether different now. What the fuck? Check that, Marine. Hicks, make sure this is all being recorded and set to upload to the protector when we reestablish comms. It's important to have all this for the record, whatever this is. Yes, sir. Captain, what do you think? I thought for just a moment. We couldn't save these people. It was too late for that. But we could end their suffering. I think it's time for a bonfire. What have we got with us that's flammable? As Alpha Squad determined their next course of action, the status of Beta and Charlie remained unknown. What would our brave colonial marines do next? Where were the assailants that they had tracked here? What madman created this place, and who would devise such a cruel fate for the innocent? Tune in next week to find out. for this week. Don't forget to join us next time for another exciting adventure on Beyond the Belt Adventures from the Outer Rim Beyond the Belt, Adventures from the Outer Rim, a sci-fi podcast, is brought to you by SZM Media. Is your audience dead? Bring them back to life. Beyond the Belt, Adventures from the Outer Rim is written, produced, and scored by Jason Nitch. Episode 1 features Tiffany Belzar as Captain Abigail Kelly, Mitch Reeder as Scout, Lieutenant Andrew Brady, Aaron Andrews as Corporal McAllister, Jess Fisher as Corporal Perry, Dennis Winterhofer as Corporal Hicks, and the voice of Beyond the Belt, our narrator, Isaac. Find Jason Nitch on Instagram at jasonnitch.composer 
Visit him on the web at jasonnitch.com or at suburbanzombiemusic.com. See you next time for another exciting episode of Beyond the Belt, Adventures from the Outer Rim. Thanks for listening.